I know when my boys come home from school, I always ask them, how was your day? And the one word answer I always get is fine. (laughs) Fine, mom, fine. Maybe not even mom, just fine. Um, And, you know, talking to our kids is hard because sometimes I feel like we talk at our kids. So how can we connect better with our kids so we can both kind of share our feelings, our thoughts, our experiences, all in a positive way so we can open up that line of communication. Well, I'm Gina Melton with the Just Kids Health podcast from Children's Hospital and Medical Center. Join me as I talk with the region's pediatric experts about everything related to our kids' health, from things like medical issues, even mental health, all to keep our kids healthy, safe, and strong. So just sit back and listen, or you can, you know, work out or whatever you'd like to do. Now, today I'd like to welcome Dr. Nuren to discuss how to improve communication with our kids. So, Doctor, what are some of the challenges of communicating with kids at different ages? I have teenagers, but obviously my kids have been every age. Yeah. So, and I feel like there's just so many different um, ways to communicate. Yes, and 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 how the child can receive communication and communicate in return changes dramatically, obviously, over the over the course of development. Um, in infants, you're talking about no words. You, you, there aren't words. You have to use voice tone. You have to use sort of how you're holding your body. Um, things that you probably aren't thinking about mm-hmm. until you're in the moment. And then you're hopefully thinking about them. In toddlerhood, they start to gain more words. Um, and a lot of those words are about sort of power and boundaries. Sort of what is my world? What is the shape of my world? And how am I going to change the shape of my world. I mean, toddlers, that's what they're doing, right? (laughs) One word, toddlers. (laughs) Right. Um, So sort of thinking about the purpose of the communication, um, are you trying to prevent a behavior? Are you trying to communicate? Like, are you trying to actually tell them something? Mm -hmm. Do you want them to tell you something? Do you want them to just say, okay? There's a lot of different goals in communication. And I, th- and I think a lot about like teenagers, you were saying, mm-hmm. um, if your goal is to get the kid to talk, maybe ask what play they just learned in football rather than how was your day. Yeah. So that's, that's going to be more of a key for them. Something that's interesting to them that would help them open up and then maybe would lead to other exactly. questions and answers and things like that. Yeah. Now, is it true, Dr. Nuring, I guess I read this somewhere that kids really don't have kind of that impulse control until they're maybe like three and a half or four or later yes mm-hmm. um, I mean it 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 develops very gradually as the brain develops up until they're about 25 <laughs> so <laughs> oh, done man. is not done <laughs> um, yeah, no, they, they really don't have impulse control. Uh, a friend of mine was studying four-year-olds, and they would, uh, they would set a gift on the table in front of a four-year-old. And then the researcher would turn around and say, okay, don't open this. And then the researcher would leave the room. Mm-hmm. And they all opened it immediately. Yeah. They, no impulse control. Can't do it. And so being a kid, a younger kid like that, I'm sure it's very frustrating sometimes because they're trying to get their point across with communication and maybe they get frustrated. And that's mm-hmm. why I was leading to that is just because, yes. you know, it's, it's hard for kids sometimes. They don't feel heard. Right, right. And the, and the littler ones are going to communicate in ways we don't like, like they're going to smack somebody if they take the toy. Mm-hmm. That means give me back my toy. 
It's not, it's right. not the words we would prefer. Right. But that's the words that are behind or that actions. action. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Parenting is hard work. Parenting during a pandemic is even harder. Parenting You from Children's is here to help. With our new virtual format, you can watch short videos on some of parenting's most popular and challenging topics at your convenience. Visit childrensomaha.org slash parenting you today. So how can we improve our bonding with our kids? I mean, I feel bonded with my boys, but sometimes I don't feel like you know, it, it's hard to open up that line of communication right. and hard to know what to say in which to get them to really open up to me. Yeah. I, so I would say, first of all, make sure that you're safe to talk to so that when they do come to you, you listen. Mm-hmm. Um, try not to come down on them. It's really hard with teenagers because they're going to come to you with like scary things. My friend cheated or I know someone who who is cutting themselves or and you have to respond in a way that's open enough that they don't feel shut down. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't respond with extreme anger or fear or never do that, my child. Right. Or they just feel like, well, OK, we can't talk about that thing anymore. Or judgment. Right. You know, judgment. Right. Yeah. So just sort of trying to stay as open as you can mm-hmm. and hear them before you decide how you want to respond. Is it sometimes true that younger kids, and maybe not all, but I feel like my boys would tell me more when they were younger, and now that they're getting a little bit older, they're a bit more private with things. Yeah, and that's the that's a big thing about, I mean, communication, the whole, the whole frame of reference. As kids move into middle school and then certainly into high school, um, the people that they are considering important, the people they are communicating with and interacting with, are their peer group. Mm-hmm. Like you become, I'm sorry, less and less important to them right. in their lives. So they don't need to talk to you because they've already talked to their buddies. Yeah. Uh, and, and allowing that transition, keeping the connection as much as you can, but allowing them to sort of start transitioning their reference, their cultural reference out to their peer group. And I know in... in you know, just off the microphone, you and I talked about maybe how you can ask sort of more, you know, open-ended questions instead of closed questions. It kind exactly. of explain that. What, what's a good example yeah. of that? So, so there are there are questions that you can answer with just a single word, like "Where are you mm-hmm. from? Are you feeling angry right now? How was school today?" Uh, you're you're getting the fine, <laughs> right? Um, the trick is to ask questions that don't have a single answer. So. Um, what did you learn today? How's your friend doing? Mm-hmm. That's a good one to get people roped in. I think we've talked about that before. Yes. Um, but questions that don't have like a single answer. Mm-hmm. So just the bottom line is, as parents, we need to listen. Absolutely. And, you know, find ways to communicate with our kids that will be meaningful for them. Yes. Yeah. And, and Be aware of what you're modeling for them, too. I mean, Mm -hmm. think about how you communicate with people around you and what they're seeing you do and whether you're doing what you want them to learn to do as grownups. That was a little roundabout, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And and obviously, as parents, I feel good because I always know that there's a place to come like Children's Hospital and Medical Center where, you know, if, if there's big communication issues, we can come and see somebody just like you, right? Absolutely. Here I am. Here you are. Here you are. And there's nothing wrong with asking for help. 
No, no. And I think we've talked about this before, too, that you don't even... I mean, sometimes a teenager will just say, hey, can I have a therapist? Can I just talk to somebody? And I think that's a great, valid reason to take a kid, not because they're necessarily having problems or in distress or can't solve the problems that they have, but just because they want a safe place to talk. Mm-hmm. But that 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 is also a key phrase right there, safe place to talk. As yep. parents, we need to offer that no matter what their age. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Newing. Absolutely. Yeah, I appreciate all your great advice today. Well, thank you. You bet. And thanks so much for listening to the Just Kids Health Podcast. And just remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And for more information on how we can help your child, visit childrensomaha.org and follow us on social media.